This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello and welcome to Temper Tantrum episode the 83, the 84, the 85. I have no idea when this is going to come out, so I'm just going to record all those numbers and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just leave it as it is because I'm really lazy when it comes to editing. Um, Call it Pizza Cast. Pizza Cast. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, so obviously that's not Steve. It's not Colin. Who are you? I'm the love child of Colin and Steve. <laughs> That is an unfortunate <laughs> mental image. Um, I'm ginger and like slightly pedantic. Actually, that's shockingly accurate and <laughs> in an uncomfortable yeah, way. Yeah. Okay, so weird. aside from being the love child of Colin and Steve, again, very unfortunate mental image, who are you? <laughs> I am Pete Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also known as... And what you can't see here, because we're audio recording, there's a there's a very clearly defined finger movement that happens. Mm, and like little closed eyes. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you make an okay symbol with your fingers, but bring in your your pinky and ring finger and middle finger a little bit closer, and just sort of like you know rub your index finger and your thumb together while you say it. So you go pizzi. Like you're a tiny mouse with money. Yeah. Like a tiny mouse with money. Or like you're playing two of the world's tiniest violins. Yeah, that's that's much simpler I get in the world. This is made for me. Tiny violins. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, love child of Colin and Steve mainly because based in Tree of Fee and True has been for a long, long time. It has been a long time, but mm. you weren't always in coffee. So no. we're we're gonna do that, even though you and I know each other very well. Mm-hmm. Some might say far too, too well. Too well, yeah. Um, Let's go back and pretend I don't know anything about you. That's where I said lies and beat myself up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I wasn't, I wasn't always in coffee. No. I think coming up to six and a half years. Wow. Seven years in December. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, a, that's about it. That was when I... Because I saw you compete when yes. you had just started. I got pictures the of you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I found your day. Oh no! I say that. Blackmail fodder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember that, and everyone was. I was like, "Who is this?" Because I knew Colin vaguely because I was there yeah. when Fear had first opened. Because I was doing my research in Sebastian Pepper, and I was drinking coffee. I was like, "This is a nice place." And then I came back, and everybody <clears> was at competition, and you were there, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Who's this guy? What is he doing?" Look at him, so handsome in his shirt and tie. He's so shaky. There's ah. so much rattly porcelain. Still hasn't changed. No. <laughs> um, you know, if you, yeah, if you don't, if you stop shaking, then get out of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so six and a half years. Um, wasn't always like didn't even, didn't even always like like drinking coffee. Yeah. Uh, got into that like not long before I joined Tree of Fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I was a chef for like like from the moment I left school. Yeah. Um, but before you were going to be a chef, weren't you, weren't you going to be something else? <clears throat> before I was going to be a chef, I don't know. What was I going to be? A basketball player? I wanted to be a basketball player, but, you know, hormones didn't allow it. <laughs> Not tall enough. Well, I was, I was fine until, like, the age of, like, 14. Then mm. everybody else grew. Yeah. <laughs> and I stayed exactly the same. I don't, I don't think I've grown since I've been 14. Impressive. Yeah. And, um... You know, there's definitely, like, a, a, a thing where, like, height and skill. Mm-hmm. You know, the smaller you are, the more skill you need to have. Right. <laughs> um, fortunately, they were pretty balanced that the height and skill level were, like, the same. Yeah. So that, that, that the, I think that I became a chef, and the day I gave up basketball is when I fell asleep on the bench and just fell on the ground. Because <laughs> I was working so much, and I, I'd make it to the odd game. Yeah. And, um... I just woke up and I was like, oh, I fell asleep, didn't I? Shit. I was like, kind of stop. Kind of, kind of feels like the story of your life a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always tired. Yeah. Always sleepy. But, um, but that, that was never realistic, you know? Yeah. Like, well, no, but still. You were, the, you were the first Irish person I'd met who understood what basketball was and had an active interest in it. And for that, like, that's the one American sport I kind of vaguely yeah. follow. And so, so it was, like, it was nice. I was like, oh, something. 
Like a link. Yeah. Then chefing them. Yeah, then, then it was kind of like a, a moment I had to decide what to do. And I think it was, it was always going to be like physical. Mm-hmm. Like I'm much, I'm much more, I'm much more of a tactile person. Yes. Than anything else. I like doing things, like making things, fixing things. Um, <clears throat> trying to just make, like, you know, playing with stuff. Yeah. You're very hands on. Yeah. That as, sounds as, terrible. As, 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 yeah. as, as a recorder, I'm fidgeting with like a little screw and a mm-hmm. type of thing. But um, yeah, and then I wasn't too sure about it. Or someone, a friend, a, a friend of mine who who was was like, "Are you sure about it? Like you gotta make sure what you want to do. It's, it's tough." Mm-hmm. And uh, I went off and did this nice little like kind of like part time professional cookery thing. Yeah. Through Fletcher Ireland. And realized I was really good at it. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm actually quite good at this. This is what I'm going to do. So I put every single ounce of energy into it. Yeah. Bar none. There was no, there was no extra time. There was no... You don't do things by halves. No, I'm getting better. You are. You are. You mellowed in your old age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. A bit. Smidge. Just, just a bit. Yeah. No, no. Like, like, definitely, no, you can't. Yeah. Like, it was... It's not the kind of profession where you can sort of like half-ass it anyway. It's long days and... Yeah, it's long days and like it's, 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 you know, I stumbled upon, I stumbled into like a good learning environment within it. Yeah. Like very, very like unusually just randomly got a phone call to apply for a job like six months ahead of time, before that, from a hotel that was like just opened Mm -hmm. and like wanting to be the best in the country. Yeah. So like it was either you go in there and like you embrace that mm-hmm. or you get out yeah and that was the best way they saw it they're like if, you, if you're not going to give the commitment that we expect and right. demand you know where the door is yeah and literally it's the the, the cliche of there's a pile of CVs yeah yeah bye Adios. Yeah, yeah yeah get out <laughs> like some people lasting three hours wow okay getting in and going what the hell is this yeah you know and it's it's the the things where they're like yeah I just gotta go to the bank mm-hmm and you look and you're like, ah, oh, I took your knives to the bank. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we're a man down for the night and that person's not coming back to work. And this is like yeah. Sunday's the first day. Yeah. Or like people come in for trials and they were like, they know they're not going to be for it. Yeah. But it, it, it was like the best learning experience mm-hmm. like ever mm-hmm. because it would have, all had to be documented. Right. It was, it was a big journey from start to finish. Um, <clears throat> very regular reviews yeah and up to yourself to kind of push that like yeah wasn't anybody else doing it you get in trouble if it wasn't done and they would also get in trouble right but it was always your responsibility to learn and push yourself forward mm-hmm. like you hassling them sign my stuff sign my sheets teach me this I don't here's 10 things this week I need to learn yeah can I do them with you now yeah while I got you mm. and it's like it teaches you to be very proactive in your mm-hmm. in your wanting to learn and how to learn yeah. So it was good. Um, did that for a few years. Disappeared. <laughs> Story of my life. You do this, yeah. Do this, do this. Started from early. Yeah. Started from early. Um, randomly went to Australia, went to Japan for a little, like, start of a trip. Yeah. Just to see a fish market. Yeah. <laughs> also very you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just to see the fish markets is like literally the most amazing place in the world yeah. in Tokyo and then <clears throat> went to Australia this awesome fish deli yeah where it was just like the best fish the best produce and like seeing some of a passion as well yeah and like it, it goes across every kind of like industry where it's like there's, a, there's someone mm-hmm. someone out there who loves something so much that they yeah. do it better than everybody yeah yeah and like every day I alone will cook like nearly quarter of a ton of fish wow it's a lot of fish you must be good at it yeah yeah good at it well or just relentless yeah <laughs> just never stopped all day yeah. just as a key at the door the entire day yeah um, but what were you doing with it was it just no like it was you just walk into this fish shop and there's like a, a 60 foot glass cabinet with all different kinds of fish that was bought that morning wow and, filled and like prepped that morning yeah and then you ask how you want to cook and you nice. can have it like yeah 
We had a lot of cooking. Like you could have it steamed, mm-hmm. you could have it poached, you could have it fried, you could have it on the broiler on the mm-hmm. flat top on the open grill. Wow. Yeah. So I literally just bags of fish and then I had to read the docket and try to figure out. Weigh them by hand, go mm-hmm. right, that's that salmon, mm-hmm. then that's that salmon, and I make up the dockets and then just yell numbers at people. <laughs> that was my job. Yeah. Just don't let just don't slow down. Yeah. Um that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But you, you quickly learn that like it's just repetition which makes you better at things. Yeah. So like it, it's it's a different kind of learning experience. I wasn't learning a lot of new fancy techniques. Yeah. But I was learning to like the respect of like one ingredient which is fish and, and how to cook that. Yeah. And cook enough of it where you're just better than most people at that. Yeah. Do one thing and do it well. Yeah, do one thing and do it well. Yeah. You know, I was a fish cook. Mm-hmm. That's my job. Do your job, Pete. Yeah. Don't make too much noise. Starting to see a lot of parallels between this and yeah, the yeah. Pete I met later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do yeah. your job. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just yell, yeah. Just yell the numbers. Yeah. Um, didn't zip it that much. No. Very, very boisterous. It got, it got a little bit more boisterous <laughs> in that shop when I, when, I, when I came to work there. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We've just been joined, sorry, by oh, a doglet. Um, so I apologize in advance. He's very hot and vaguely smelly. Oh, and then that's because we have coffee as well. Coffee delivery. <laughs> yeah. This is Dale's main role in the podcast, is to drop coffee into wherever we're recording. Mm-hmm. It's good. Appreciate it. Coffee delivery. Say hello to the nice people, Dale. Hello the nice people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <coughs> Leeds. Leeds. Um, apparently so much cooler than it was then. Mm. Like it is the place to be up here. It is, yeah. People opening offices, nice shops opening. Mm. Roasteries. Yeah, there was nothing when I was there. Yeah. Like it was... It was a bleak wasteland mm. of lots of weird bars. Yeah. Not even a lot of good food. Like, I was there out of, like, necessity. Yeah. Found one restaurant called Pool Court. Uh, worked there for two months. They didn't pay me. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the thing of, like, yeah, we should have the money, so like, we're going to cancel those months, but, like, can you still come to work? Yeah. I was like, no. Mm-mm. Um, and then I think like it's a bit disgruntled, and I think that was when like my my little dream of like Michelin star mm. kind of food and want to do that kind of faded away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also there wasn't wasn't much money in Leeds, so I was struggling. Yeah. So I had to go get a better job. So I just got, took a random job and like like. Hotel and Marriott that paid better. Yeah. Paid regularly. Yeah. And then still hours didn't drop. <laughs> yeah. Still like, the time didn't drop. You got like, you know, you used to do more um, like menial jobs. Yeah. But I think it was like the, not, not the start of the end of my food career, even though it wasn't very long then. Mm. It was a case of like, I let go the dream of like the mission star thing I think yeah. but then yeah. I was like mm, it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. one because I couldn't see the money in it then yeah like people were failing people were struggling chefs were getting paid mm. wages were awful yeah and like I was like is this a thing yeah could we doing this for for the love of for the kudos of it or is this an actual thing you can make a living off yeah way before chefs were cool yeah like way before this mm-hmm like, all it was where you were stuck in the kitchen, no one cared, there was no Instagram, no pictures, no nothing. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what one restaurant did down the road. Yeah. Unless you went. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it didn't seem like a career path, really. Mm. It seemed like a, you know, a prison sentence. Yeah. Because you were never out in the open. Work behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, just constantly behind the scenes, and you were just like, <clears throat> what did I do then? I think I got a job in a place called Voca Hand Weavers. Ah, uh, yeah. Which I really love. Like, it is an institution. It is. Um, very, very, very successful company and, like, very well run. Yeah. Super nice people. Yeah. Like, I think... 
uh, everybody who worked there then mm-hmm. still works there now. Yeah. Like they look after people, they do things well, it was very well organised, and mm-hmm. I liked it. I was like, oh, like nobody's stressed. Yeah. We get shit done. We all go home. Yeah. At like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's nice. It was great. Yeah. Got a little bit of life. I was mm-hmm. like, woo. <laughs> well, live this life well now. You did that. Save us some money. Mm-hmm. Went traveling around the world for a year. Mm. Just running the sea as much as I could. Yeah. Um, still not caring for coffee. Yeah. Still not going, how do you go have a coffee? I want to have a coffee. Yeah. This, this wasn't in me. No. Um, coffee was... Coffee was something that you got brought before service. Mm-hmm. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was disgusting. Mm. And, but, like, traveling-wise, is like, everything always revolves. For me, it always revolves around food. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just tasting the weird and wonderful things of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I like to do most. Mm-hmm. Mainly if I can, like, find it on the ground. Yeah. Not really on the ground, on a tree. The tree's on the ground, but, like, if I can pick it or if I look at it or I think I can taste it, I'll mm-hmm. eat it. So Peter's recently finished his stint uh, doing some work indoors, six days a week, not very much in the way of breaks, <coughs> in the very, you know, middle of the city. But this morning we went out and we did some some stuff and, like, yeah, literally anything, people just sort of pick up and go, I wonder if this is tasty. Yeah. Take a bite out of it. Oh, very tart. Not very good. No, no, not this. But, like, it's what you learn. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Like, you identify, you, 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 you know, you remember it. You try not to poison yourself. Yeah, like... Haven't I, I was I got a little bit of an icky tummy during the day. I was eating too many things off the trees. <laughs> uh, I didn't feel so good. Yeah. But what I've learned to do is just keep that to yourself. <laughs> um, you know, don't let people know. No. Then they like they, they don't do it afterwards. I'm like, because I, I had so much during the day. I was walking to, walking around London. Yeah. Um, if anybody from workshop coffee listens to this, like ten meters from your door, there is like this weird thing with strawberries and like chamomile and apples and cherries and so weird. Yeah, it's oh. just there. Yeah, Pete is the person you usually see, sort of like half hanging out of the tree, trying to grab at something yeah. to put in a bag, and then inevitably, I mean, I think you've been pretty good recently, but sort of like tumbling out and hurting your back. I didn't. T- I didn't. No, I didn't tumble. I, I, I over, over, overstretched. Okay. Yeah, the difference is tumbling. Fair. Falling like it's gonna, you know. I was like, I just miscalculated. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's that like disregard. Mm-hmm. Just a disregard because I want something. Yes. Um, and it's usually always because either neither I want something or I need something, and then there's only one way to get it. Yeah. And it's, it's in general. Usually, sh- yeah, shimming up a wall or shimming up a wall or like or working long yeah, hours. Yeah, or like dropping it's, everything it's, and going somewhere yeah. or yeah, yeah throwing like, yourself into twenty hour days. Yeah, you know, all this all this moderation stuff. Yeah, like I said, garbage. yeah, it is it's very all or nothing with you. There is very mm-hmm. little in between. It's probably not. It's probably not the best trait to have. In well, your so life. it's funny because I always thought I was like I was like very much owned that sort of aspect of my own personality. They like, uh, either I'm doing things at two hundred percent or like zero, and then I might Pete and I went actually I uh, probably fall between. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think there's, a, there's, an, there's a responsible way of doing it, and there's an irresponsible <laughs> way of doing it, and I fall I carry it irresponsible. Mm. Um, you could say I need to grow up sometimes. Chaotic neutral. Yeah, you yeah, are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, where do we get to? We were, where we, where are we now? You're um, in the hotel. No, I'm, I'm traveling now. Oh, you're traveling. That's right. Just, just literally, just in the, the general route around the world. Yeah, putting things yeah. in your mouth. Putting, yep. <laughs> Sometimes not even, not even my choice. Yep. <laughs> um, then back to London. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. And then that was like. London's gonna be where I am for a while. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, sensible. Um, so then, a random job. I found a, some around job in Harrods, and I was like, ooh, I'll do. I'll, I'll apply for that. Yeah. I can do that job. It's a little, a little bit, a little bit below me. Uh-huh. It was like a chef to party job in like the big restaurant they had there. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I can, once I get in, I can, I can figure it out. Yeah. Paid okay, so did that. Not long after I started there, mm. um, I stumbled into a like a project they were starting, mm-hmm. which was a redevelopment of all 
the restaurants in the entire building. Yeah. The new exec chef. Yeah. And he, he was like this over the top super personality, mm. like straight from America. Um was like the exec chef, the hype Marriott and like worldwide chef. Yeah. So you you swanned around yeah. opening restaurants, taking away from them and moving on. <laughs> um and then he was hired to overhaul Harrods from being old fashioned crap to Right. Much restaurants much more contemporary and, mm. and seasonal and yeah. thing and <clears throat> they started with the restaurant I was in because it was the biggest mm. mm-hmm. and had the most thing and then we got like maybe like eight dishes into redevelopment and a 90 and the head chef and the sous chef left yeah and I was like oh shit so they're like all on you now yeah you have to do this and I also run the kitchen Jesus yeah didn't get any extra money. No. But, so we did that and then they quickly hired a new head chef and then they were like, right, since you did this, mm-hmm. you're going to be responsible for redeveloping all the restaurants in Harrods. Wow. I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Does anyone money? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, you're trying to work loads of hours and get yeah. loads of stress but yeah. no more money. But it, but it was a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Like literally, I was being paid to eat. Mm-hmm. Eat loads of food. Yeah. Usually at really weird times of the day, like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, we're going to do, like, milkshake tasting. <laughs> put on the fat pants. Oh, yeah. Put on, put on, just literally put on the fat. Yeah. I got to about 96 kilos. Mm. A little gel gum. It's great. It was really fitting, fitting the role. Uh, yeah, like, you you're literally just eating. Yeah. Like, maybe trying like 12 to 15 dishes at like 11 mm-hmm. between 11 and midnight every day yeah <laughs> you know like, and then every day like all day tasting but like it was my job is to come in and develop recipe mm-hmm. and document it all and then train staff right again another thing that I'm sort of seeing <laughs> parallel to <laughs> um and then, then I launched the restaurant deal with all the issues yeah um disappear and still deal with all the issues yeah because there'd be loads of them but then every single new opening mm-hmm. led to a backlog of staff will leave new staff come in mm-hmm. and find time to train the new staff yeah while you have like five restaurants on your back and then a new one's opening mm-hmm. and then you want three in the month yeah because it's coming up to like Christmas and three right. need to be done and you're yeah. like fuck and it's just like, oh, wait, this isn't as, fun, as much fun. Mm-mm. I get my finger out here. And um, at that point, like, the person who, like, my partner, we were, like, ending. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm out of London. Yeah. I'm leaving. Done. I'm also done with kitchens. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Out of here. <laughs> I was like, I'm finished. <laughs> no more of this. No more of this. I think I told Dan the other day a story about me crying over sugar. Yeah. And I was like, at that point, you know, you're done. Yeah. Sugar's making you cry. Yeah. By the way, demerit sugar is not pop sugar. Okay. <laughs> Just get after a record <laughs> for everybody the record. Here. Anyway, here's that story on the grapevine. <laughs> demerit is not pop sugar. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> still, 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 still love moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and come back to, come back to Dublin. We're getting close to like coffee now. Yeah. Um, I decided that the, the good route to go would be maximum life less work yeah so I decided to become like a a relief chef for like a company who did like hosp- like hotel, hospital food mm-hmm. and like canteen food and I would literally rock in at like seven mm-hmm. and hit the road half two mm-hmm. and I wasn't a care in the world yeah it wasn't even like a problem I'd be like oh no like shit yeah. oh wait no I'm done finish yeah. of the day yeah didn't have to do anything. Yeah. It was great. Uh, well, it was it was great, but, like, it also didn't sit too well with me. Yeah. Because I like being busy, and I like doing new things, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I could do it in, in food. So I'm all that free time. Yeah. What do you do? To know. You know? There's endless possibilities. And the one you're not expecting is coffee. Yeah. There was, there was many other options. Mm. All of them not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of them not very good. 
Um, no, a friend had told me about this weird coffee shop. Yeah. There's a weird coffee shop in town. Um, only only shares like coffee, nothing else. Black coffee doesn't really do much things, doesn't do food. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go here. This sounds good. Mm. Don't really like coffee, but, you know, best espresso ever, apparently. Mm-hmm. And somebody doing one thing, doing it well. Yeah, yeah, worth, yeah. Worth it, trying out, it, yeah. It appeals to me. I, yeah. I, like, I like people like that. They're yeah. weird. Yeah. You know, they have something wrong with them. <laughs> um, but they're awesome. Mm-hmm. So I went down, I was like, doop, doop. I was closed. I was like, why is it closed? And a big sign of it, I was saying, sorry, we're closed. We're going to the World Championships. <laughs> I was like, one, you know, the World Championships were. Yeah. This is when Colin was in London. Right. So 2010. 2010. Yeah. That's when I started, like, so pretty much camped outside the door until he came back. Yeah. And waiting, and I was packing, I was going to get coffee. He wasn't there. He was off. Yeah. Kids and babies or something. <laughs> fourth, in the, fourth in the world. He was like, yeah. too good for us. He was away. Um, but it was literally Pete McDee was in, in yes, the house. Yes, yeah. Uh, I ordered espresso. I fucking hated it. Yeah. It was awful. Um, it wasn't really. No. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. It was so different. Yeah. Didn't enjoy it. No. In my head, I was like, this is not good. Why did I come here? Yeah, but he also gave me a little cup of filter coffee. Mm-hmm. And it was super tasty. And I was like, and I, I, one, I was also fucking pissed off. Yeah. And nobody had informed me it was taste inside filter coffee. Right. I was like, what? Who, who's keeping these secrets from me? <laughs> like, tasty. Yeah. It's really tasty. I was like, oh man, I've been, people have been hiding these things from me all my life. Yeah. And um chatting and it, it did happen to be like a geisha yeah you know I, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say the word not around Dale <laughs> sorry Steve sorry Calm. <laughs> uh, it was it was super super tasty super different mm. but different and approachable different to start yeah espresso was not approachable different gateway coffee different. yeah, yeah. It, it scared me it scared yeah. my little face so yeah. I was like Ooh, ah. um, but then I didn't even realize that like all of them are so different. Yeah. So then I became like every single barista's worst nightmare. <laughs> like I became the person that asked the questions. Mm-hmm. And like we love them. Mm-hmm. We do love them. They're great. When when things are not busy and like you can yeah, like, yeah. pay attention to the people. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're amazing because you're like, oh, somebody who likes to geek out just like I do. It's yeah, cool. and I don't, I don't, there wasn't there wasn't many in Dublin at the time. Yeah. So like I would literally hassle every day. Yeah. I would just go in, sit down, and think we got to the point of like, Colin just let me pay nine nine euros for all I could drink, <laughs> coffee, a flat rate. Yeah. Flat rate. We were talking about the weirdest shit ever. Mm. Um, everything from like weird menus to a restaurant that only had three gas burners, that only had three items in the menu. Mm-hmm. And one day he would give me free coffee if I wrote my new menu for that. Yeah. I was like, sure, yeah, you're writing out random bits of writing for food. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe free coffee. Yeah. Um, and literally it was great. And the shop was like amazing because you could walk in and there'd be like a bunch of bags mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd rummage through them mm-hmm. and you'd be like, can you make me this? Yeah. They're like, yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't a case of, oh, not dialed in. Mm-hmm. It was a case of like, yeah, like we, we, we drink them all. We know what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're good at what we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like 15 coffees there in random bags, mm-hmm. random roasters seems sometimes. Yeah. But like it wasn't a case of like, no. Yeah. It was a case of yeah. Because they want, they want people to drink different things mm-hmm. and they want people to drink filtered coffee. So pretty much just facilitated my, yeah. my way into it by just allowing me to have whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I didn't go in every day and it was the same coffee for like six weeks. Yeah. I got like... There was always stuff underneath the bar oh, there. Like, like people always. would drop coffee in, coffee wormhole, and like. There was, was that weird corner. Yeah. Next to the grinder, the two shelves that was like pointless for retail. Yeah. Which ended up having like loads of bags you could choose from. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was trying loads of coffee. And yeah, and then like literally one day, Colin was like, Do you want a job? And like, I pretended to think about it for a few days. <laughs> like two days. Yeah. And I just quit. No, wait, Monday to Wednesday. Said yes on Wednesday. Yeah. Quit on Wednesday. Left by Friday. Wow. I was in work on Saturday. Yeah. 
which I think was the birthday. Probably, yeah. Or it was the week before the birthday, because I remember having a birthday hat on. <laughs> and then what, like three months later, you were competing. Like, it was fast, wasn't well, it? You, were... you said that like it was my choice. Well, I know, but... You said like it was my choice. That was not my choice. Well, Colin, Colin knows a good thing when he sees <laughs> it. And he... <laughs> And he wasn't competing that year. He wasn't. No, no. That's Jar was competing. It's what we call the golden ticket. Ah, because <laughs> uh, I remember, I remember seeing. Uh, like when you're not competing, you get in. Jer, get in quick. You, um, Dave Walsh. Dave that Walsh. Year. Oh, best sea drink ever. We'll get to that later on. Okay. Best sea drink ever. Best, uh, best music ever as well. Yeah. There's videos online. It's good, but I I remember like he was so. Like when I, because I had just come back to Ireland after a time away and like pretty much <coughs> came straight down to KTEX and you were doing your stuff and I was like, who is this guy? Where, what's going on? How are you here to cheer on Pete and Jerry? It's like, where did he come from? He's like, oh, yeah. he's only been here for like not very long, washing dishes most of the time. So like, you know, really came up to speed very quickly. Like, he was my so favorite, proud my of it. Every bit used to be like, because I wasn't very busy. <laughs> Colin would go in the back and do paperwork. Yeah. No, I would go get him when we needed an espresso. Mm. <laughs> I was allowed to brew filter coffee, wasn't it, the espresso? Yeah. So I'd be like, Colin, just the customer. Yeah. And he'd come out, make the espresso. Like, float it out. I think he floats out. Yeah. To the machine. Yeah. And it floats away again. A little cloud of gloriousness. Honestly, it's the safest <laughs> thing to do with a twisted pepper. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, you just stick floor. to the floor. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like... I think the first, like, I remember making a milk drink for Steve mm. the first time I met him. It was like, I don't know, it was like maybe like five weeks ago at the competition. I hadn't made milk drinks yet. Yeah. And it, he, he was, ah, oh, he was so, so falsely, like, encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. He was just like, yeah, you can say that to me at a comp. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like the third year I gave it away yeah <laughs> no it was like yeah that like if I get this at a comp I'd be happy yeah. still didn't know what a comp was yeah uh, still had no idea yeah literally had, had fuck all idea what was going on mm. like he was constantly just watch them I was like alright then I wrote down those words that I didn't know the meaning of right you know yeah as you I, do I had to, yeah I had to say them didn't yeah. know the meaning more but like you learn the meaning because of it but like I literally yeah. had no idea what it yeah what a washed coffee was. I was like, what's, what's, what's a, what's a farm? <laughs> what's a finca? Yeah, what's a, yeah. What's what a finca? finca? I like the coffees that come from Fazenda's better. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a bit of that. It was, it was, yeah. a, it was, green would be the word for it. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Like, I managed to write, I, I wouldn't say I wrote a routine. I wrote a bunch of facts. Yeah. About a coffee. Um, and you made some tasty things to go with it. We made some, we made, I made a lot of tasty things to go with it. I remember looking at this and going, because this was back when the this was back when the sick drink rules were vague. Yeah. You you just have to like serve something that is not gonna poison, or maim somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was good to go. Yeah. Was yeah. It, there was sherbet. It was a coffee journey, around the world. <laughs> There's hand motions with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was La Luzon washed. Yes. That had a cascara pastille, mm-hmm. a blueberry sherbet. Yes. And a licorice foam. Yeah. And you roll the, the, the pastille in the blueberry and you put it in and it dissolves and you top with the foam and you guys should have a drink. It comes in the main flavors that I have found in coffee in my tree once in the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Grapefruit cascara pastel. Yeah, yeah. That was that was for and my. It was, it was super pretty. It, yeah, it was on a little board that I cut yeah. the 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 day before the comp and sanded them. Is that where the boards came from? At three feet because you did them for competition. No, 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 no. There was on little weird round boards. Oh right, yeah. Um. Because I really wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Wasn't ready the day before. And yet you came. Third. 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 Um, Dave Walsh. Mm-hmm. Second. And Vicky Fitzhenry. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which was surreal. Mm. Instantly, like, you know, you're not very good at your job. 
Yeah, like like literally, I knew nothing still. Yeah. But to other people, you're mm-hmm. like better. I was like, ah, oh, like this is nice. Coffee were super nice. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was like my first chance to to rewrite all the issues that I had in the past in my in my professional career mm-hmm. of not having friends. Mm. So like I worked so hard that you know time for people. So I was like, I'm gonna make time for people, I'm gonna be nice to them, I'm gonna be I'm gonna engage with them, I'm gonna like, you know, if if an opportunity comes up I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. So I was like this this was this was my my mantra for like coffee. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know, I have a chance to start over again. Mm-hmm. Be given a chance. And it's obviously much more public facing anyway. Yeah. But like there was also this kind of change in like the thing with with, with social media where like mm-hmm. people from around the world were, were interacting and like you see a lot of that. Even with like the start of this step this podcast. Yeah. Like, it was before us. Yeah. Before me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like there was, it was a, there was a community mm-hmm. and I quite liked it because I didn't, didn't have this in kitchens yeah you know you were like you're always against mm-hmm. you're always against the person standing next to you yeah because my, my basically my standard were low mm. in terms of how I was treated and how we treated people yeah um, I probably have a little more optimism than some people in the coffee industry yeah who think that like I like definitely there is issues, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad as it is. No, my sta- like my standard is pretty low. Yeah, you know, and I try to be nice. So that mm-hmm. I, I try to be nicer. Um, I I enjoy this. For me, what was a nice, inclusive, friendly, vibrant industry? Yeah, that I was gonna embrace and have fun in. Um, and I did. Yeah, you've done that for six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Years, yeah. Six and a half. And so yeah. I got like another year, two years to go before like, I eclipse how long I was in kitchens. Yeah. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> ah, damn you've, it. you've done so much in that time. So like, so you're a 3FE for a while and you basically became integral to like the growth of 3FE. Like every, like everything from when we decided there was going to be a kitchen. Yeah. And you like built the kitchen and the twisted pepper <laughs> the kitchen twisted pepper which they knocked down again it was the, yeah. the smallest thing ever it was tiny I think and the grease trap was bigger than the kitchen yeah yeah um, <laughs> then to the building of Grand Canal Street yeah. and like setting everything up there but like literally so before we started this podcast we were sort of like listing all the things that, that Pete had done and it's a pretty long list and one on one other we have Key Clamp Master oh yeah because like he put all the tables together for Grand Canal Street that was, that was, that was a rough few days with, yeah. with, with the guys with Design Goat and Colin because trying to just get them balanced yeah like, just proves really bad at geometry Mm. We probably could have got like a, a, a tool that allowed us yeah. to do this, but like, we literally tighten, sit on them, rock them, yeah, untight for days on end, <laughs> days on end. Uh, so yeah, the Grand Canal Street and building of the furniture yeah. and the setup of the kitchen and writing recipes, and then I left and you <laughs> opened a roastery. And yeah. you learned how to roast, and you did all the bagging, and you went on a green buying trip with Steve. You went to yeah. El Salvador. The Steve bunch was afterwards. It wasn't as a holiday. Oh, that was just to hang yeah. out with Ali and Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go have fun. I was a drunk Steve. Yeah. But yeah, no. When you left, yeah, we yeah roastery. So I went over to Has Been for like months on end. I would spend Monday in this shop. Mm-hmm. Fly to Has Been Tuesday early, early. Yeah. Start work at nine. Yeah. Learn to roast there. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, fly home at midnight, come to work on Friday, take the weekend off. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and did that for like four months, I think. Yeah. Before we start building the roastery. Mm-hmm. So got that down, learned how, learned how Steve, what like Steve roasted, yeah. what he wanted from coffee, how to treat the coffee that he buys, yeah. and pretty much how like, yeah, how, how to get a roastery off the ground quickly. Mm-hmm. Because we were going to open the roastery. Right. With a wholesale business developed. Yes. So, like, you open your door mm-hmm. the first day. And you got orders. And, then, and you have, yeah, you got 800 kilos to roast that week. Yeah. And you got so to figure out how to do, do it. it. Yeah. So, like, having Steve, having the, like, that 
Oh, we built just a mini Hasby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you were three FE for how long of those six and a half, seven years? Four years? Four, four and years. a bit years? Yeah. Four and a half years? And then the disappearing act started, but didn't 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 quite really manifest itself <laughs> no. immediately. You went you went to LA for a while and you no, worked but with as soon as that as soon as I finished there, um I like I like going to new places. Yeah. And like I was like I also I also don't need to have a lot of things in my life. Yeah. Um so I was like I'm go- I'm gonna enjoy myself. Mm. I got I got a good skill set where I can I can go in and do small projects with people mm-hmm. and zip out again. Yeah. And like that's fun. So yeah. like we did a bit of work up in Belfast with mm-hmm. established with Mark Ashbridge and Bridging. Yeah. And they're both awesome. And it was that was pretty much just me going up for like a few days every week, staying at Mark's house. Yeah. Hanging out. Did that for a while? Mm-hmm. A few months up and down. I'm trying to think the time frame what I was doing then. You're doing stuff with Grill Gorilla. We're doing some Kev. stuff with Grill. So like yeah, I became friends with Kev, um, who was now Pretty much just in coffee as much as anybody else. Yeah, it's funny. He's technically yeah. owner, part owner of a cafe. Yeah. Uh, who was a creative food outlet, if you could probably put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, doing weird and wonderful things in Dublin, different to anybody else. Yeah. Um, haphazard. Mm-hmm. But. Chaotic neutral, again. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like we are very similar people. Yeah. Um very very similar people mm. like too similar <laughs> um, love a fried chicken love it disappearing yeah um, I'm, I'm I am more organised than he is yeah, yeah. fair yeah. yeah that is a fair assessment yeah in some aspects mm. but he is he's a, is one of the most creative people food wise that you'll meet yeah um, ever so doing things we just I helped with one thing then the next year he, he paid me mm-hmm. and realized if he pays me I, I work like twice as hard yeah <laughs> maybe yeah um, and then we just start doing loads of little things together yeah. his partner left to go to Japan to be awesome who also designs things for the coffee world yeah now. she just uh, she just recently um, did a load of illustrations for Stand Art Japan and mm-hmm. for Stand Art itself and um T-shirts yeah. for one of the... Um, SCAA, SCAA. Before it got unified. Before it, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Yeah, we've kind of dragged all of these external people... Yeah, just taking them with us. We're like, oh, friends, come yeah. with us. Yeah. Coffee journeys. <laughs> come along. doesn't pay very well, but it's fun. And there are nice people There's and nice tasty people. things. Yeah, tasty. It's all about tasty things. Yeah. People follow tasty things. Yeah. So, yeah, did loads of weird things with Kev. Mm. Uh, doing random dinners. I think then it was Calais. Yes, that's right. I don't know how we got we got talking about it. Well, you were you had already so this is this is the big gap in sort of where you know all the stuff we've been talking about. Oh yeah. So, so like, so Pete competed and did this really cool sig drink, and then like people realized that a he's really good at sig bevs because he's got this outstanding <clears throat> background in food and pairings and stuff like that but also he's really fucking organized and he will kick your when ass I need to into be. shape when I need to be when you need to be but he will kick your ass into shape if you're a barista competitor so you became I'd say probably it was well, Colin I, first well it, it all stemmed from that as yeah. in like the next year Colin wanted to compete again I think yeah. he was going to Vienna yeah that was Vienna no but then yeah we went to Vienna and like we, we went through loads and like we had this nice little system where we would brainstorm sick drinks and I would come up with weird shit. Yeah. You come up with weird shit. We, and then it was my job to, to make the weird shit happen. Yeah. And you were also doing it with Monica as well because yeah. she was competing in Slovakia and mm-hmm. so there were there was burning there was hay smoke. There was and hay smoke and whiskey syrups and gin syrups with no whiskey or gin in them. Yeah, it was cool. Um at that point we also had Dave Regan. Mm-hmm. The brewers, so like, there's a lot of com- there's a big focus on competition. Yeah, like it's been a, it's been it's been heavy part of my career. Yeah, more so than like a lot yeah. of like things. So like, but yeah, like we went to Vienna. We made a weird sick drink where it was like there was there was fears of, of red things. There was clarified peach consommes. Mm-hmm. 
there was chocolate sherbets. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> and now we gotta put a bit of simple syrup in. Yeah. Two mils. Okay. Two mils per drink. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Pretend to make it on stage. So. <laughs> Um, then you could just go crazy yeah. but that was the, that was the thing that one yeah. drink was the turning point mm-hmm. for so pretty much I ruined it for everybody uh, because it wasn't a drink it was, it was a bit, they tasted and they weren't tasting drinks yeah. and then yeah. it was all talk for next year to make it a it's small drink thing. yeah um, as one person put it I think it was Julie Hash yeah your balls your balls are going <laughs> Being the talk of the yeah, the talk of the rules and rights ta- committee. Talk of the rules and rights committee. So I was like, oh, gross. yeah. And that's what she said. Oh dear. Um, yeah, that, that was like, but that was a lot of work. Yeah. That I was a lot the lead of work. Up to that, yeah. And um, yeah, and then and you did Melbourne the next. Then we did Melbourne next year. We yeah. had a weird. The stout. We had a chilly one before that. Mango and chili sink oh. drink with a pineapple pizzante. Oh man, what is it with calling him pineapple? And uh, and uh, and then also with Dale. Yeah, that's right. You were doing stuff with Dale as well in terms of competition. And I think I went to wash Dale's dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, like two months after I competed for the first time. Yeah. He thought he was getting Colin. Aww. To help. Yeah. He Colin got you. help. He got me. <laughs> Uh, and then obviously me and Dale have been best friends since then yeah uh, mainly because we're both as silly as each other accurate uh, and I was willing to wash dishes and then we can run off and play and look at things and touch things <laughs> not sounding good on the podcast friend <laughs> no 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 um, but Melbourne so Melbourne would have been where you met Kelly yeah probably yeah yeah oh yeah Melbourne would have didn't really talk him that much no he offered like a challenge almost yeah. it was like we have two months to the world I haven't won the nationals yet I don't have a coffee for either one yeah. or routine you want to come to Finland <laughs> yeah. I mean literally that's all you gotta say to me and I'm like yeah. yes I'm in so me and Kelly locked ourselves away for two months mm. every day cooking sous vide food mm-hmm. for lunch as you do as you do and then like oh that was that was intense to the point where like we both hate each other yeah. I think I hated him more than he hated me mm. <laughs> But we spend way too much time with like yeah together you know, yeah like no we should spend that much time with anybody. Well, what competition was that then? Because so you yourself competed in Rimini. I competed in Rimini, which was the year before Seattle. So it would have been Seattle, and you were doing stuff, Calais. Yes, so yeah. Seattle. Okay, yeah. got it. And you went to Rimini, and you did cool things with test tubes and steam wands. Yeah, using thing uh, which was uh, 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 yeah. It was like, what do, what do you do when you've, you've made all your good sick drink ideas for other people? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Give them away. Yeah. Um, I decided it was simple was better. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, I need a gimmick. You got Definitely a gimmick. Need a, I need a gimmick. Definitely need a gimmick. We'll link the video so you can see the gimmick. Because yeah. it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool gimmick. It's I mean, a pretty, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pretty cool gimmick. It did fuck all. Yeah. Like, it did nothing. But it looked cool. It looked, yeah. George was like, it splashed water at me. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, that's all it did to you? You're lucky, because I'm not sure how it worked. Yeah. It was, anyway, it was like putting a... I wanted to have fire. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have, like, four burner jets on the table. So someone told me I was actually just making a pipe bomb. Yeah. Filling a, a metal... Yeah. Cap, cap metal tube of gas. Yeah. On, 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 like, a little thing, and then lighting them. Mm. And I thought I was making a pipe bomb put in front of four people yeah thought about it maybe not maybe not the best idea no um yeah that, that, that thing just got way out of hand that contraption yeah way out of hand um and had no no use <laughs> but I commit you did commit yeah yes yeah, so you've really been like a force to be reckoned with within competition particularly when it comes to sick drink development yeah like it, it's 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 good um, but definitely feel myself slipping into like a rut mm. like it's something I'm very conscious about okay as in like I just every every routine I write and everything I think about and everything I help with all tends to be the same mm. you know do you think it's down to the confinement of the rules or is that just down to you know what works to score the points based on the judges or yeah 
I think, and w- once you find a winning, once you find a winning formula, mm. you tend to stick with it. Whereas like new people come in and they have like a different interpretation of the same rule. Yeah. And you got something completely different. You're like, ah, oh, why did I think of that? Why did I do that? And like, but it's frustrating because like you want to like, it doesn't make it pointless. Mm. Um, like with anything in, in your life, the more you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the less exciting it gets. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say it's not exciting. Right. It's just not, it's not the same as doing it for the first time or like trying to crack the code the first yeah. time or figure it out. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's, and because, like, and we get back to this point of like, mm-hmm. so like, lately there's been like a bunch of, um, like, blogs written mm-hmm. about how it's over and done with. Mm-hmm. And like mainly like like Pete's was good, mm-hmm. James's wasn't. Mm. Like he just like he he knows himself. He comes across as like a man who won it, and therefore like yeah, just sour grapes. Um, but I'm like, for every for every barista champion in the world, like my name is there fifteen and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like three hundred baristas as excited as they were yeah. to enter that competition yeah. and learn as much from them, mm. and like. Because you're sick of it, because you don't think it's exciting, doesn't make it that way. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Because you've seen it a million times and you sat through too many fucking run throughs, yeah. doesn't make it not exciting for somebody else. Yeah. You know? And like we have to, we have to let people have that as well. Mm-hmm. You can't just say it's over now because I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Tough shit. Yeah, I mean, it is possible for you to grow out of something. And it's okay, it doesn't mean it's over. You'll always grow out of something. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can you can definitely it can no longer apply to you in the same way, and that's okay, and that's normal, and that's yeah. that's like, growing and getting older and maturing, etc., etc., etc. It's fine. It's yeah. like a, it's a, technically a game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's technically like it's a coffee making game. Maybe the game doesn't appeal to you anymore. No, but that doesn't mean it doesn't appeal to anyone else. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of people mm. that it appeals to. Yeah. You know, and it's gonna constantly change and they'll bring new things yeah. or maybe they don't bring new things but it's new to them yeah you know mm-hmm. and like you have to let people have this maybe maybe the, the, the like people like me and Dale and stuff have to go we're, we're done with it then mm-hmm. we'll support them and we'll help in other ways and we'll become the people who who were doing it when I came in yeah you know like Hugo and stuff like Hugo mm-hmm. no longer stage managers mm-hmm. someone else has to yeah you know, there's always going to be this evolution of people who's moved through the ranks. Yeah. Of competitor to, to person running it, to person mm-hmm. writing the rules, to, you know, always there. Yeah. You know, to, to say yeah, it's like pointless and stupid is wrong. Yeah. It's not a good thing. I'll agree with it. Mm. Not agree. Do be noted. Let's talk about SIG drinks. Yeah. What people should and shouldn't do. Yeah. According to, according to King of Sigbevs. King of, oh, what you shouldn't, oh, what you should, what you shouldn't do is necessarily make a tasty beverage. Okay. Okay. There's a statement for you. There, yeah. Don't, <laughs> if you make a sig drink, don't mm-hmm. taste it and go, it's not tasty enough. Right. You know. Like, espresso dominant flavor. Espresso dominant flavor like the slight modifications that we're making to an espresso mm. is only going to make it a worse beverage. Yeah. Uh, it's never going to be like a tasty drink. Uh, don't think that like you, like you have to add more mm. to a way to make it tasty. So yeah. like things that you don't do, don't make a tasty beverage. Yeah. If, you, if it's tasty, it's tasty. Yeah. But like, don't strive for that. Strive yeah. for, so that works well. Really scoring hard. points, yeah. Yeah, scoring points. Like, like you know, um, what you don't do. Don't, don't, well, one, do not go into the competition, like, ever practicing it fully. Yeah. If it's weird. If it has dry ice in it, definitely. <laughs> uh, don't put solids into uh, spuma guns, not spuma guns, into, what a, soda streams. Soda do streams. Not put, don't, do not put purees into soda streams. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spoken like a veteran. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pineapple Vesante. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> don't don't do that with jellies. Ever. It's melt. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. 
bad things. Um, so I just, I'm for, for the record, yeah. I'm just going to agree here uh, because Disclaimer time. I'm interviewing uh, and I can't really say anything about what's yeah. happening because, you know, everything happens behind closed doors. No, because, because we're, we're still in the process of listening. So yeah. I'm listening to Pete, but uh, my agreement here does not necessarily no. indicate that anything is happening in future, etc., etc., etc. Like, like, so I, I don't feel it should be espresso dominant. Mm. I think you've already had the espresso. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they, they have a different espresso, but then really they're not really showcasing that the best way either. Mm-hmm. They're choosing that to, 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 you know, make something easier to work with. Yeah. That's a, that's a compromise as well, I feel. Okay. Um, because a super tasty espresso, you know, won't necessarily make a super tasty drink. Right. You know, if it's super, like, super acidic or super fruity in one way, it's hard to, mm-hmm. to get something to work well with that. So, like, choosing, mm-hmm. like, a natural game for that is also a compromise. Right. So, it doesn't matter what it tastes like for me. Mm. It's a tasty coffee beverage, it should be. Okay. That has espresso as one of the ingredients. Okay. That would be, that would be fun. Yeah. I could do more things. Then. You could do more things then. And now yeah. it's like, you know, like, I, I literally want to make a safe drink now. I start off with a volume, mm. eight percent, eight eight grams, and we can't add any more to each beverage. Mm. So we work downwards, we work yeah. backwards, yeah. And we're already limiting ourselves to to what it's going to be like because you 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 can't intensify things so much that that amount of them mm-hmm. changes something so much. Yeah, I, I physically can't do it, or I don't have the equipment to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have centrifuges. I don't have roller apps. Yeah. I don't have these things accessible to me. Mm. You know, we make it. We make a drink. We put it over ice. We put it. We put in a fucking spoon of gun because it adds texture and yeah. You know, CO two brings a bit more bitterness to it. It doesn't. Mm. You know, we're 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 all doing the same tricks because we have no choice. Right. Um, we're just choosing different ways to do it and we serve now and mm. like it, it's. You know, it's it's losing its fun that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't look at the stage and go, oh, what is going to happen right here? Mm-hmm. It's either going to be a train wreck or it's going to be amazing. Now there's no train wrecks. Yeah. There's also no amazing. amazing. yeah. You know, we're all in the, the very boring neutral zone of, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to say, but like, stage drinks is like the Switzerland of the competition. Yeah. It's all very nice and pretty, it's nice, pretty things. Not a lot of exciting things happen. Yeah. And these be crazy things. People like squeezing things and yeah. doing weird things. Dave Walsh. Dave Walsh. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about this sig drink from Dave Walsh. The, the, the sig drink to end all sig drinks. Okay. It was. I remember watching it and going, "What the actual fuck?" Reverse affogato. Yeah. With a serrana ham and strawberry powder made on stage with liquid nitrogen. So it was impressive. It was impressive. Did you try it? Try the 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 ham the ham is still stringy. Ooh, Dave, stringy ham. <laughs> um, as a person who sometimes gets drafted in to help people, yeah. Scoring points, mm-hmm. having a structure is super important. Yeah. You know, I, like I'm not saying that like I was boring because like like having guidelines where we can achieve things and afterwards look at things and see oh that's mm. that's where I went wrong that's where I can improve that's good. Yeah. Um. But changing the definition, it's still being strict, but changing the definitions and allowing a bit more creativity mm. to flow from it. In an ideal world, if you could create or make changes to the existing competition or whatever, where, where do you see the most value in what's happening? Or what would you do differently? Or um, Like, it, it's, it's a difficult one. like, you want to make it more spectator friendly, mm. but it's difficult yeah and uh, like it's been tried in other formats and they actually got it they're worse mm-hmm. like like we won't go into who mm. what ones but they're actually worse yeah um we were talking earlier on about teams mm-hmm. i would love to see like a, a high level uh, maybe even get rid of all the, the the champions that we have so we don't so we like don't, don't do national bodies uh, they do national bodies. Don't, we don't. We don't have latte art champions. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. As so, individuals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like, for like we have teams. Mm-hmm. We have teams who maybe are like, 
and you submit them. It's not like a national body assembles a team mm-hmm. to send off. Right. You know, like it's a, it's a big giant team thing, and teams form or companies submit teams, mm-hmm. and like each person does like the level of the work, like level of the national bodies yeah. within the same competition. Right. Broken down to probably a little more detailed. So like it can be like an espresso round mm. where like it's a bit more detailed and like your best person that's dialing in yeah. or your best you know, brist that goes mm-hmm. does that. The person with the best of milk does the latte art bit. Your your roaster mm-hmm. does the cupping. Yeah. You know, you're you're making a whole team issue of it. Yeah. Um and then like you said you can make super teams. Yeah. Where like friends, people around the world, you don't have to be from the same country. Yeah. Maybe not. If you want to compete yeah. in that country, you can do this. Um, or maybe all of you from the same country mm-hmm. and you're just like a bunch of people who hang out who all have a array of skills yeah. can submit to enter it as mm-hmm. independence mm-hmm. like it has the more I think about it the more issues it has yeah, but because you would have big companies sponsoring eight people yeah and but that's already happening that is already even, happening even if it's not happening sort of at the competition like, level but it's already happening no it's already happening yeah <laughs> the competition <laughs> level like oh true true oh yeah <laughs> fuck yeah light bulb moment oh the neon like, yeah like it's 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 now becoming you know it's the thing it is it is like you get on a team uh not one of the ones that we set up or the WCE sets up but rather you know a, a company reaches out to you to be a part of their ambassador program or yeah, a part yeah, yeah, of their you know that's whatever. it yeah and you go on stage you say the name ten times and you're fine you're happy to go yeah um and you'll get the support from the other ones in there, but it's still a very much a independent thing. You're still I'm it's me. Yeah. You know, and these people Individual, don't get these yeah. people don't get the credit. Mm. Um I mean I should see that because like and it would also see like it would also promote like a lot of teamwork within and people getting credit when they don't get credit. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And maybe a chance to get on get up on stage and, and do some fun. Yeah. Um I think we can't do anything about the the money people spend. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be. There's been, I've seen like, you can see that the, I've seen, I've noticed this year, especially is that like, there's a big catch up at the moment mm. where like, people have access to better coffee. Yes. And that access to better coffee shows the gap that it actually isn't the barista who's probably the most important part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, people who wouldn't have done well using a coffee that their company would use normally. Yeah, four or five years ago. Yeah, because they were they were using what they had in the hoppers now or, like, mm-hmm. buying particular small lots and doing really well. Mm-hmm. And that's good because that's going to, like, even have the palette across, like, mm-hmm. across the, the world. Yeah. You know, we won't see. Because, like, there's a lot of countries that don't do very well mm-hmm. and we don't address that issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ignore them. They didn't come top 20. Who cares yeah. about them? Yeah. You know, and... Unfortunately, it's more likely to most countries who need all the help, mm-hmm. but we ignore them because, you know, we can't put a name to them or we can't take them away to a trade show because no one likes them, so they don't progress and the, yeah. the top 20% just always do well. Yeah. So, like, to see better, better coffee reaching better, more people mm-hmm. will even it out. Yeah. And it's a bit of an eye-opener and it's also a bit of a louder for a lot of people. Yeah. Which is good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for this. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see some people do well and not spending shit tons of money. Yeah. You know, based on an understanding of the competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have, just basically making nice coffee and being nice to people mm-hmm. on stage and following the rules instead of yeah. everything that you see now. Yeah. You know, and you don't need 20 people backstage. <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. Just one. Just, yeah, just one. Maybe two. Number two brings sandwiches. <laughs> but that's good. Um, and yeah, like I would like to. Like I, I, I never say I don't do it again. Mm-hmm. I never say I do do it again, mm-hmm. because yeah. more than likely I won't. Yeah. But like I'd like to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. Yeah. You know, you, well you said that, but it is, and deep down, it's it's also nice to be the person who wins. Mm-hmm. You know, because as the older you get into it, you know, you learn different things from it. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is that it's great winning. Yeah. Um, makes you feel nice. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Validation for years and years of... Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit of, you know... It's also visibility. Yeah. 
Like, there's a lot of, um, this is, this is probably something we don't really even have time to get into, but the fact that, like, there's a lot of invisibility within coffee, and some of it is, like, uh, self-imposed, yeah. uh, and some of it is not, Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, to a certain extent, when you have the community that is sort of coffee, that visibility becomes important for lots of different reasons, just on a personal more level. More and more so. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Mm. I'm not, like... As much so as I say that, mm-hmm. like, I have been, like, more visible, but that's... Yeah. Well, I think, well, there's... That, that's from the time. And there's lots of different get. definitions of visibility. I just mean in the sense that, like, there's... I think a lot of the people who tend to work in coffee want acknowledgement that the work that they're doing is yeah. good and meaningful and important. Oh, yeah. And, and like, that kind of visibility. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, we, we know these people. Yeah. Um, but like, that visibility is easily achieved. You know, there's there's a lot of new people in the industry who you know if you if you appeal to that, mm-hmm. like the lowest common denominator, you'll get that, yeah. and it's validation for them. Yeah. But putting your money where your mouth is and actually like achieving things mm-hmm. within the industry, competition wise or professionally wise, instead of just having a blog, right, or posting a video, mm-hmm. um, these are not things that you're achieving. Mm-hmm. These are things that you're doing and people watching you believe that to be... The visibility. The visibility, yeah. but in reality, no. Um, get up on stage. Mm. No matter what. If, if, if you ever want to do it, get up on stage, put your money where your mouth is because it's worth more to you than anything else. Yeah. Definitely. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thanks for coming, Pete. It was, it was good chat with you. Um, like, could definitely just talk a whole lot longer but yeah. I'm gonna do that while we're not recording that way we can actually say what we mean mm-hmm. we did good <laughs> we did we did we did really well there was no there was no giraffe bread equivalent to your no. commentary with David Walsh uh, no. over no chats to get me in trouble exactly I think we've done very well anyway thanks for listening uh, we will be back same time same place two weeks from now cheers Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Uh, I think I'm really good at hiding my mistakes. <laughs> not not making mistakes. I am the king of hiding my mistakes. If I can if I can sort that problem before anybody finds out about it. Yeah. I feel like I've achieved more yeah. than getting it done without making a mistake. Yeah. Like you getting stuck in the roaster? I stuck in the roaster for forty five minutes. Yeah. Uh, that like, yeah, I'm talking about dying it. Yeah, because there's nobody around. And, like, there's nobody the around. The grocery is on an industrial estate at the port. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, I was cleaning. There. I was cleaning it really well. I was obsessed with cleaning that thing. And we had a tiny excess hole, which was, like, 12 centimeters, like, on all sides. And I managed to get one arm, a shoulder, and my head in to get the hoover part of it. And I was carrying it out. So I was, like, literally just lying on the floor for 45 minutes on this roaster on my own. Because at that point, there was no one working with us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my phone's on the table. <laughs> so I was like, how, how do I get? Oh, I'm going to die here. Mm. That, was, that would have been Thursday. And I was like, is someone coming to the roaster tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, shit, I'm going to die. But you managed to get out. Oh, with the biggest cuts ever on my back. Yeah. Like, just... just yeah, yeah, yeah. Took all the skin with it. Yeah. Closed it up, man. All right, learn that lesson. Yeah. Don't go into the roster.